Another team no-hitter, but they lost the game. We're down to the final four teams in the NBA, and we get ready for the PGA Championship with our second major championship draft. We're all here. Ben, the oldest, Danny, who thinks he's the smartest, and Riley, the youngest, the Horn Brothers. It's May 17th, 2022, and this is Sound the Horn. It's time for Sound the Horn with the Horn Brothers, Ben. This man has to prove his manhood. Dang. They're a middling team that gets into the playoffs, but then doesn't really do anything from playoff time. And Riley. Unfortunately, I kind of feel bad for him because it always seems like something crazy happens. Welcome back in. This is the Sound the Horn podcast. We got Ben, Danny, and Riley. We're all here. We're excited to have this show today and start to dig into a couple things. Hopefully, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, you guys you enjoy it. Thanks for everybody that watched the YouTube video last week. We had, what was that, almost 50 people who watched? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Eight subscribers? Keep yeah, hitting that subscribe yeah. button. That's Woo! it. Right. YouTube. <laughs> you know, thanks for everybody also listening in on the podcast. I know talking to our mom, she says that she listens to it every Friday. So those of you that have your road trips and you want to listen, listen in. We, we appreciate you all. And keep letting us know, keeping those comments coming on Facebook, what you like, what you don't like. I know we are, we had someone saying that we pick on Riley. Poor Riley. Poor hey, Riley. Poor it's Riley. Little PSA. Aww. It's been my entire life. My whole life. It's all right. I'm used to it. Poor Riley. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, we're going to start off this segment. I'm going to start us off a little bit, sounding off a little bit. If you weren't watching the Suns went out there on Sunday, game seven, and completely laid an egg against the Dallas Mavericks. Now, since the they went to the NBA Finals last year, I'd been hearing all over the different media how Chris Paul is underrated, how we don't appreciate him enough. And I've even heard some people saying, you know, put him in the top five, that they take Chris Paul over John Stockton. And I just want to say... Come on now. Come on. Let's look at the career statistics. Stockton went to two finals back to back. The the playoff success that he had, Chris Paul, for years, he had a team around him with the Clippers. Doc Rivers is a coach, a championship coach, and they couldn't make it to the conference finals, let alone to the NBA finals. He's great, but he doesn't keep his composure. I think he's a little bit overrated on defense. He's a decent shooter. Like Chris Paul's a Hall of Famer but he's not a top five point guard. I mean, I'm not taking him over Jason Kidd. I'm not taking him over John Stockton, Gary Payton, Steve Nash. You know, like we need to put that to bed. Chris Paul laid an egg. He didn't show up at the biggest moment. This was his chance and he didn't do it. And I think it's, it's time for us to ease back a little bit on Chris Paul being Oh, underrated. I think we're getting, we called him underrated for so long. Now he's getting a little bit overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the best thing that Chris Paul ever, yeah. The best thing Chris Paul has ever done, let's be honest, is the State Farm commercials. They're amazing. Like, yeah, attaboy. Right. But his basketball is amazing. He's just not in that conversation. Like, he's not that kind of, he's not that level of point guard. John Stockton made a team a totally different team when he was out there. And Chris Paul, like, makes a difference. But I think you can replace Chris Paul on that Suns team with a lot of different guys and still be a great Suns team. 
Like there's a big difference between those two players for sure. I, I I'm going to agree and disagree. So he's not John Stockton. No one's John Stockton. No one has been John Stockton. No one will be John Stockton. I mean, his assist totals are untouchable. His steals totals are untouchable. It's a different entirely conversation. If you want to put John Stockton up there, I do disagree though. I think that he is definitely conversation, if not top five worthy, you know, I think that I, I'm not putting him necessarily immediately behind Jason Kidd. I'm not immediately putting him behind Steve Nash even like, yeah, Steve Nash is MVP, but Steve Nash's offense was a little bit different level as far as he's a different type of point guard than Chris Paul was. Chris Paul's more of your traditional point guard. I guess it's just two different types, but I'm not immediately putting him behind these guys. He's in that conversation. He is not okay. the John Stockton okay, tier. Nobody's on. John Stockton tier. Who's top five then? I'm Magic Johnson, Oscar got- Robertson, Steph Curry, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas. Are you really putting Steph in that conversation? Yeah. Steph's a point guard. He, he revolutionized, he revolutionized he's basketball. Type of po- he's a different type of point guard. I don't know. He's a point I mean, guard. He plays point guard and he changed the game of basketball. Like single-handedly. with it a little bit there. I, I'm still going to go. Uh, and even if you put it there, are, are you really putting? I don't know. I just don't know that you consider magic necessarily a point guard. He was a point forward. He was the first point forward we ever had. We made up that term for LeBron James to, to, to call some of this stuff, but he's your first ever point forward. I, I don't know that you consider him a one. I think that he's, he's probably Chris Paul's probably above Jason Kidd. He played better defense. He played better defense, way better defense than Steve Nash did. Jason Kidd's career was cut short, partly by injuries, partly by teams that he was on. He was great, but he wasn't. I'm still going to put Chris Paul ahead of Jason Kidd and probably Kidd, Steve Nash. Jason Kidd has a ring, and he took okay, that neither does John, Sto- John Stockton doesn't have a, John Stockton doesn't have a ring. Are we, are we considering that a difference? Like, let's talk about that. That's, Oscar that's, where, that's, where I, that's where I would put Oscar has won. He won it with, with Kareem. I would put... I would put Isaiah ahead of Stockton as hard as that is for me to say, because Isaiah, he won two, he won two championships. He was a, yeah, he, he was a better him. leader. It wasn't he was Michael more, Jordan's prime. he was more athletic than John Stockton. I think John Stockton is the best pure point guard the game has ever seen, but he wasn't able to score and, and get his way on the floor the way that Isaiah was. And really those jazz teams they should have won. They should have won at least one championship. So, and he wasn't able to get it done. Stockton. Yeah, but, but Isaiah had to score. Who else on those Pistons team was scoring? That's a different ball game. Let's that talk was, about Lambeer, something different. Okay, Lambeer was a big dude that didn't score. He just bullied people and punched them in the face. And what, Joe Dumars? Joe Dumars was a defensive juggernaut. Probably one of the best defensive players we've ever the, seen. The Pistons, the Pistons won their championships on defense. They didn't win their championships score outscoring people. And like he was the guy that have to deal with MJ when MJ finally got just right. even just this much help plus aged up a little bit from being a young kid in a day and age when the NBA you needed to be a little bit bigger and stronger and get that age. Not you can't just do it like you can these days. 
MJ dominated the Pistons to where he shut them down to where they were no more. They were pointless once MJ got to that point. Well, they got old too. They got old fast, but I mean, I don't the know. Pistons, I, 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 there's no way you put that. It's whatever. You know, we can argue this all day. Stockton's in his own league. He's in his own thing. He's all by himself at the top of the pyramid. I like, do. And I do agree a with a gap between him and everybody else. I do agree with Ben a little bit, Danny, where there is a difference between traditional point guards and like, I know you're talking about point guards and I agree with you where you say they play the position of point guard, but John Stockton was the ultimate playmaking point guard to where he made everyone around him better. I don't think that like that happens necessarily with guys like Steph Curry, like guys, you know, he, he scores and he does get great assists and he helps open up stuff for other guys, but Stockton made the rest of that team better. It's like, being it's on like the calling it just like calling Tim Duncan a four, you know? Yeah. He was a power forward, but he was, he was a, he was a center. Let's be honest. He was a traditional here, big man in the paint, the five, just because he first had two fives doesn't mean that he was a four. Like let's, let's, let's calm down on that. All I'm going to say here is that if you have to qualify it with something, that means that they're probably not the best, right? As much Stockton's my guy. I like that is my favorite player ever. Like I would, I Stockton is my guy, but if you have to be like, he's the best pure point guard ever. What's the job the of a one? Ever. What's the job of a one? Depends on what the, depends on your offensive system. Right. So like right now, yeah. like Steph Curry's a one. Okay. Right? But who are you going to have bring run, because he they brings run the ball up? up? Because that's the only reason he's a one well, is because he brings the ball up the court sometimes. But he puts pressure on the have, defense because they, have because they have to be able to, to guard up. him from 30 feet out. But then right. also, like, he sets up the offense, but then he moves without the basketball. John Stockton's more of a ball-dominant point guard where he's going to kind of run things, not ball-dominant in scoring, but ball-dominant in running the offense and then getting it to, to shooters as the rest of the play is going, right? Kind of what James Harden does, kind of what... Russell Westbrook has done kind of what LeBron does, right? So there's different ways that you run the offense and different ways that you run in the system, right? But a, a one, it's it's basically like who is running the offense, who is setting that up? Steph starts the offense. Draymond then kind of runs it once they get it up the floor in the half court set, right? But like there's multiple ways of looking at this. Ultimately, I just look at basketball player as a basketball player right stockton's great chris paul is is great but i think for the guys that we traditionally would think of as point guards i would i don't think chris paul's i mean he's top 10 maybe but I, i'm not putting him up there top five not anywhere close to that I think you're with just who we think of as traditional things. point guards i just think you're making things up you're just talking about who brings the ball up the court. That's different than a guy that runs the offense. Steph doesn't run the offense. You're, you're, you're crazy. They don't, he, what's he do? He drives up the court and he dribbles around and then he shoots a third. Okay, Google Steph Curry right now and see what position is next to I his don't name. I don't really care what it says. I'm talking about. You said I'm guards. making stuff up. There what are you no talking about? You don't guards. care what There's it no says. Point guards in the oh, like, I'm not making it up. Like it says it right there. On the, All right. Like, All right. Like, let's. Anywhere. Let's move what? on from this segment and uh, forget th this is entertaining, but we've been talking about point guards for like 15 minutes now. Well, we're going to have to do, we're going to do, <laughs> this is going to happen. All right. We did the all time football draft. We're going to have to do an all time NBA draft. Like we'll have to LeBron's do the best point. center ever. He rebounds the most. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. 
Well, that, that's your argument. Never mind. All right, moving okay. on. Okay, so we're going to <laughs> this week in baseball. They're um, transitioning there. This was this is not a good segue, by the way. All right, <laughs> moving into. Let's just. Who cares about the segue? We're done. Let's move on to the next topic. Let's, let's get going. That's the segue. So, this week, if you guys were watching a little bit of Major League Baseball, so Sunday. All right, I know Brayman was excited that we we called out the Pirates. We're going to call them out again. Pirates were part of history on Sunday. I mean, it's a little bit embarrassing. More for the Reds, but the Reds no hit the Pirates, and they lost, <laughs> which is just crazy. Poor Hunter That's... Green, right? Like, what's he supposed to do? <laughs> Seven and third innings of no hit baseball, and he loses. Come on, That's just crazy. Then, but today, even crazier stats. So. Ben, remind me again. Calm down. It's not even crazier. I, I, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. So, Ben, I mean, remind me again, though, when we did the MLB, you know, preseason predictions, who did you say was going to be the AL Cy Young? Yeah, Nathan Eovaldi. Yeah. And he pitches for? That would be the Boston Red Stockings. Yes. And during the second inning today, Red Sox Astros Nathan Uvalde on the mound. He gave up how many home runs in, in one inning? That would be a five spot. Yeah. yeah. And that's a that's an Abraham Lincoln. History. That's an Abraham Lincoln right there. Yep. Yeah. How do you feel about that prediction, Ben? Hey, I, one game does not a season make. We've already talked about this. Just because you had a bad inning, everybody has a bad day at work once in a while. It's how you come back from work, okay? It's not how you fall off the horse. It's that you get back up and you ride Tonto all the way through the whatever i don't even know lone ranger or something i lost that <laughs> metaphor real fast that, went down. It's gone. Not it's over. Here, right? that metaphor Let's... went down hill real fast when ben but... starts talking quieter you know his metaphors are not his horse either so that doesn't work at all Riley, which was crazier though the the no hit loss or the five home runs in an inning i i'm gonna say the no hit loss i mean we've seen close to five home runs. Like we I've seen the Dodgers hit four home runs in the bottom of the ninth to walk it off in a row. Like, back yeah. To back to back four to in back. a row. Like that's crazier than five home runs in an inning. Five home runs in an inning can happen, but it is crazy. But I got to say you're no hitting a team and losing. Like the only time I've ever seen that happen was like in JV baseball where they walked nine guys in a row and gave up a bunch of, and like, but they never got a hit. Right. Like, Oh, no hitter. We just walked 15 guys. Right. Like that's not something that should happen in an, MLB level baseball game like you shouldn't be able to have that many walks that many errors to where you're losing a baseball game and if a guy is throwing a no hitter go get him a run or two like come no, on I don't, I don't remember the picture this has happened five other times in, in history of baseball and I was looking it up for fun and I don't remember who the pitcher was all I know is it was the Yankees that it happened to so it made it way better <laughs> but they lost to the White Sox four to nothing in 1990 four to nothing without Dude. giving up a hit without giving up a hit that gave up four runs the white Sox scored four runs in one inning without getting a hit based off of some crazy errors and i mean but how do you give up four runs in it so it's happened it's crazy anyways I just Wait, thought so, I was... so you're saying that you remember like 199 you don't remember that happening in 1990 no no no. i looked it up earlier oh, okay. a couple of days ago when this happened i wanted to know how many other times hey, it had happened. he was nine years old man I was seven, but good math. Seven, or seven, seven. Good ben, math on your part. Ben was born in 83, my bad. I yeah. was thinking 81. You're a well, speaking of ineptitude, the, the Reds have, 
are setting new lows this year in, in baseball ineptitude. But I don't know, that game seven by the Suns was also pretty pathetic. Like which which was a worse, like like more pathetic effort? The Suns losing, like being down 40 in the third quarter or the Reds pitching a no-hitter in the offense, just not not being able to win the game. The Suns. We expect this out of the Reds. They're like nine and 28 or something so far this year. Like, I, I mean, I just to keep expecting new lows for the Reds all year long. I mean, I don't know what to expect. But I sat here last week on this very podcast and talked about how Chris Paul was hungry and that they were going to get something done. And I said hungry like 50 times. And now I look like a moron. So maybe this is partly my pride being hurt a little bit. But that was a pathetic showing for somebody that I said, man, they hungry. They're going to do something. They did nothing. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, Ben was wrong once? Hey, mark that it happens? down today in history. I was wrong. Ben Horn. Go in history, wrong. Mark it down. Well, uh, what's well, more surprising is that he admitted it. <laughs> that's, so that's, 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 that's the surprising part. That's uh, the more surprising thing we've seen today. And we're talking about no hitters and losses. More, <laughs> and that, the, the, that I was wrong? That's the most that's, surprising that's thing crazy. ever. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm with Ben here. Like, going to that, se- that series, I think everyone thought the Suns had it in the bag. Like, the Mavericks were a team that were just based on Luca, And I think that the Mavericks, credit to them, they went out, they played good defense against the Suns. They were able to slow down a powerful, like, Suns offense. They were able to score against a pretty dang good Suns defense. I think that the Mavericks have some underrated, long, like, outside defenders, wing defenders that – any team should be happy to have. Like, I think you look at um, Finney Smith and you look at some of those guys, like they're good defenders. They're able to slow teams down. They might be a problem in the finals or if, if they can get there, like they're a good team. So, um, you know, I've got to go with, that's got to be the Suns are more pathetic though. Like they, they should have had that. Everyone thought they should have had that. Everyone was expecting it. They were up, like ready to take it over in game five. And they just got rolled for two games, basically. Yeah. I, I just thought it was funny. Stephen A. Smith had said that um, had tagged Chris Paul and then Devin Booker, but like a completely different Devin Booker that plays professional <laughs> basketball in Europe as no shows. And the guy was like, he was like, sorry, I, I guess I didn't know I needed to be there. I was playing a game <laughs> in like Bulgaria or something. I was like, that, that's funny. That's funny. So yeah, they, I, I would agree. The The only reason I would say the Reds, though, is that this is like all season they've been this pathetic. Like, like I, for such a storied and historic franchise to go out there and do what they're doing and ownership doesn't seem to care to put a competitive product on the field is, I don't, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's It's part of what we talked about back with the lockout and the owners and even take more ownership for putting a competitive product on the field. And it's just sad to see what they're doing to the Reds. That a, a proud historic franchise like that shouldn't, we should get better out of them, I guess is what, is what I'm saying. Well, Riley, you brought up Luca and just how dominant he was. And so from this last weekend, which would you say was a more impressive performance? Luca just dominating every aspect of the game or the Celtics defense shutting down the Bucks? 
Can I start by saying Luca is the slowest moving superstar basketball player I've ever seen on the planet? Like, it looks like he's not even trying most of the time. And then all of a sudden he's just by a guy and he's scoring. It's, it's unfathomable. Like, have you watched Jokic? I don't know. They're both pretty slow. <laughs> they're pretty, they're pretty slow. Like Luca looks like he's laboring every time he's running up the floor. It's insane. So but that's got it. Definitely I mean, should have two knee braces on. One yeah. on each knee, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that old man, old basketball. Dude. Both knee braces on, both knees. Yeah, definitely. I I think it's got to go to Luca. I mean, everyone knows the Suns were supposed to take that. I think the Celtics were a good team, and I think the Bucks like rode a hot one last year and were able to win. Like Giannis is amazing, but they were the three seed coming in, and. Celtics were a higher seed. Like I think, I think that Luca's dominant performance is probably a little more impressive than the Celtics, like holding them back on defense. I think I'll probably agree with you, but I don't agree with you saying that the Bucks just rode a hot hand to the championship last year. Like they, they were the best team, regular season team for like the last three in the, years, in, yes. and they just now put it together in the playoffs. So I, I think, I think I, I'm thinking uh, more. I think I'm thinking more they wrote a hot hand in the finals because they were probably not supposed to win the finals. The Suns are now becoming famously good at choking away series that they should be winning. Like the, the Suns were up two to nothing and they just gave it away just like they did against the Mavericks. Like they're good at giving those series away that they should be winning. But I think that Luca's still more impressive. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Luca also. And it's just kind of what we talked about last week when we were talking about the Joker and Jokic, like this is what the Jokic doesn't do. Like they're a very similar player and I don't see much difference between the two, but Jokic now has two MVPs and Luca has his team through the playoffs, which Jokic can't do. So that's the impressive part to me is this is a man putting a team on his back and leading his team through the playoffs, winning series. They're not supposed to the Celtics defense is good. Um, you know, we'll get into maybe some more here in a minute about the final. So I'm not going to go too much, but, you know, I think that they, they got an impressive defense um, and what they were able to do to the Bucks. But, but I still think it's Luca. Yeah. The Celtics defense though, it's, it's been impressive, but yeah, Luca, what he did, that was just crazy. And I just love seeing like the, the memes of him just smiling at Booker. Like I've got you, I've got Dude, you. That's a big rivalry between those two. Like it's kind of, fun to watch like those two don't like each other even though yeah. they don't even come close to really being on the court like they are but like you know i mean right. booker's like six six and, and luca's like whatever 12 foot seven or something like that well luca's like a total troll on the field on the court too he's just <laughs> yeah. like i'm gonna i'm gonna get in your face i'm gonna annoy you like he, he revels in it it's fun it's fun to watch well thinking of thinking of that though i know we had been talking about we were expecting a Suns Bucks rematch. So I know for me it was a little bit surprising. Which team was the bigger surprise in not advancing to the conference finals, the Bucks or the Suns? I I kind of already said it. I think the Suns. Like, I just think the Bucks were susceptible if you were able to kind of slow down Giannis, which is granted a very very, very difficult thing to do. But if you were able to slow down Giannis and the Bucks, they struggled. And if the Suns just had like more weapons. I think there's so many more things that they could do. I think they were, that was more surprising for me. I think that, I think it's been well-established once again in this podcast. And once again, it's not like I was wrong, but I'm going to go ahead and mark it down. I was like half wrong. 
Um, it's been well established how much I love Giannis, and that guy is does amazing things. Half wrong. Yeah, it's that, that's thing. that's a new thing. You call me. me a fence sitter. It's just like, for me. <laughs> I was half wrong. But he doesn't, uh, he doesn't want to admit he was wrong twice in one podcast. That's the that's, thing. <laughs> I, I do love Giannis, and uh, and so to me, it's that one. I think that if I had to look and sit and look at it, I think that the Suns probably had a harder time. And, and more, you know, the West is just way more stacked than the East is, you know, and, and maybe we're wrong. I said it before. Don't sit on the Celtics. I said it about the heat when we were talking about our underdogs way back when, when the playoffs started, but I still didn't expect it to be what it was for the Bucks. I really didn't think that they would have a problem at least getting to the conference finals, if not to the, you know, and I would have expected it to be the Nets or the Sixers, not the Celtics taking them out. So to me, it's the Bucks has to be the most surprising exit. Yeah. Riley, you were like, if we shut down Giannis, they could win. That's the job. The, like the biggest, if I've ever seen, like, like humongous if you could get babe ruth out every time you could have a chance to beat the 1927 yankees oh you but, also got to get out oh yeah but they did it right i mean kind of i mean like they slowed him down they slowed him down and he didn't i think got him, got him in foul Chris trouble. Middleton hurt hurt a lot because he didn't have he needs to be able to attack the rim and so you need outside shooters to take pressure off of so the defense can't just stack the middle and Middleton not being there really hurt. They didn't have enough outside shooters to support Giannis without that. I think that hurt. I, I think the Suns though was more surprising just because who expected Dallas to be there? Like I did not think Dallas was going to be in the conference finals. I, I'm, I mean, I was wearing jazz colored glasses, so I didn't think they'd get out of the first round, but you know, that to me, that was more surprising that Dallas made it through the Suns than the Celtics, although I was sleeping on the Celtics too. Yeah. So go ahead, Riley. Well, I was just going to say like the, I think we're kind of all sleeping on the Celtics, even though the Celtics came out as a high seed. Ben wasn't okay. I'll give that to you, Ben. All right. But I mean, I was definitely sleeping on the Celtics. I think they just, even watching them they never seem that impressive but then they just kind of put everything together in the game and so that's uh, they they're going to be scary for that like well they've got two superstars Tatum think, and brown i think where they, i i started believing in the celtics is when they just swept the nets like dominated that like the, to me i was like crap the celtics are real like they've got two really good athletic wings that can score and defend you have that, you're really hard to beat. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's make some predictions then. So we've got Warriors, Dallas, and we've got the Heat and the Celtics. So the Heat took a one-game, 1-0 series lead today, earlier, and then the Mavericks and the Warriors start tomorrow. Ben, who are you predicting coming out of each conference here? I think that it's a little hard to do the East. Um, obviously, Miami won tonight, but I think that, you know, it depends on whether Al Horford and Marcus Smart can come back. You know, that was a big loss to have not have those guys in the lineup tonight. And how long those guys are out, Marcus Smart, you know, foot sprain. And we don't, I don't know if I ever really heard what's going on with Al Horford. Something, all they said was health and safety or something. I, you know, I mean, I don't even know what that means. Um, but, 
if they come back, I still like the Celtics. They were in that game. It took 40 points out of Jimmy Butler. Is he going to do that every game? He might. He's pretty good. But uh, I still, I think I'm going to go with the Celtics. And then I, I, I know the Mavericks just beat the Suns, but I don't see how they're going to beat. I don't see how they're going to beat the Warriors. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't know who's going to guard Luka. You know, I mean, can Draymond Green sit with him all day? I don't know. I don't think so. But I just don't see Dallas, you know. It's a bad matchup to me for Golden State. You know, they're just – I don't see how they're going to stop all those wing players. So I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Celts and Golden State. So – I'm going to I'm going to actually go with the Heat. Like as much as I don't like him, Jimmy Buckets is getting buckets. The dude is taking over basketball games. Like he's playing a high brand of basketball night in and night out. He is just leading that team. It's kind of like we talked about before last year like Jimmy Butler was going out with a bunch of nobodies in the Heat and was just running with them. And now they've kind of got a little more experience and they've got they've got some guys there that he's working with. That team is scary, and if the Celtics can't get a couple of those guys back, I think that they're hard to slow down. And so I'm going to say the Heat are going to push through. Here I am again, still underrating the Celtics, right, even though I just talked about how I shouldn't have done that. But I'm still going to do it. Like, I think the Heat are going to go and run with it. And then West Side, um, as much as I want to pick the Mavericks, because I do think that they have good perimeter defenders. And I think that makes a difference against a team like the Warriors because you can beat them inside. But I just don't think they can keep up with it. I think the Warriors just find ways to score in impossible situations and they're athletic and they've got guys like Jordan Poole doing the stuff that he's doing. It's hard to slow them down. So I'm going to say it's going to be Warriors heat going into the finals. Wait, the heat in the East and the West? What? No, Warriors. Because you said, I said Warriors. Heat. I said Warriors Heat. Warriors Heat. Okay. He yeah. Did. Right. yeah. I was like, what are you My talking bad. about? What are you, what are you no, talking I thought, about? Well, you were talking about the West and then you said Heat at the end and I got confused. Anyway. All right. I'm, I'm with you. I think the Heat. Eric Spolstra has been there before multiple times. I think that coaching experience gets them there. This is basically the same team that also went to the finals a couple of years ago. That was the bubble. So things were crazy, but you still have. It's the same core, though, like Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. They added Kyle Lowry to the group. If he gets healthy, I think they get to the finals. All right, I might be going crazy here. I might be going crazy, and my son is going to not be happy with me. If, if Luka continues to be as dominant as he is, I don't think the Warriors have anybody who can guard him. Clay Thompson's not the same since coming back from – his injuries. Draymond, are you going to put Draymond on Luca? <clears throat> but I think that opens up the middle a little bit. I don't know. I might, I think I'm taking Dallas. I think I'm taking Dallas. Yeah. I think you're crazy. And y'all are I'm still not... sleeping on the Celtics. <laughs> We're sleeping on the Celtics. We are right. sleeping. <clears throat> Boston hating. That's Boston hating. That's it. We're not from Boston. Okay. Well, how how confident are you that the Celtics are going to go to the finals? Like I said, I think it depends on if Horford comes back. Horford's a big loss. Smart's a pretty big loss. But 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 no no like contingencies. How confident are you in the Celtics? Like you you want to do a bet here? 
Me versus I'm, the two of you? Betcha. No, yeah, yeah. I am confident the Heat. I'm pretty confident with the Celtics still. All right. Um, let's see. What's so loser takes a like ice bucket shower? Ice live. bucket during, shower live during our live at the Memorial Day. At weekend. Memorial Day. Yeah. So that would be you two taking the ice bucket and then me or me. Yeah. yeah. All right. But that means you have to you have to take two. I'm just kidding. No, just no, I'm that. not <laughs> taking two. That's not how that works. All right. Celtics versus Heat. Let's go. Put it on the board. All right. There. Cool. Everyone yeah. that is listening right now, go and comment. Who do you think's gonna actually take that ice bucket shower? Because Ben's gonna be pretty cold after he's done with it. I don't think I'll have to. I'm excited to put this video up. This is going to be fun. All right. Now, time out. My only question is, I guess I need to look at the schedule. Is the series going to be over by my Memorial Day weekend? Well, it might have to be a video that we do later. Yeah, uh, yeah I was going to say. Yeah. Might, if they're not done. They might not be done with the series by then. I have to look at the schedule. but I mean, the Heat could sweep them before then. <laughs> he, he, he didn't react, Riley. They're, I mean, they are I'm up not one worried nothing. about it. That's because the Celtics can't sweep now, you know. (laughs) (laughs) What's he going to say? Bye. Let's see. We're looking at game six is Saturday, is Friday, May 27th. So game seven is necessary, is Sunday, May 29th. So we we can do it. We we could definitely do do it. it. Monday. Well, no, it depends on what we're doing. We can still record it and not do it live. Game six, Friday. Game six is Friday. Game seven oh, is Sunday. Oh, there's plenty of time for the sweep then for us to be able to do it next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. If not, well, if it's not over by that, the game, the seventh game's on Sunday, and we'll still get it in before we leave on Monday for Memorial Day weekend before everybody goes oh, yeah. home. I am dumping ice on this guy. This is yeah, going to be great. This is going to yeah. be a good How one. am I going to dump two buckets on you guys? Like, <laughs> I guess I can just do one, put it down, and pick the other one up. It won't be at the same time, but that's okay. Yeah. Or yeah. on list help. Yeah. Right. We, we might be able to find somebody there. Well, last thing that we're going to do on the show today, we have another major tournament coming up for PGA Tour. We have the PGA Championship, which before we get in and do the draft, I'll just say, remember last year, Phil Mickelson was the oldest major champion ever when he won the Masters. And now he's... Like, like terrible no he's not even well, gonna be there he's not he's right. not gonna be able to play he's right? not even playing yeah he's suspended yeah like has anybody this last year had a worse year than phil mickelson like i don't know yeah. he's it's been pretty bad you i know? think i think phil hit the high of high and just was like i'm good right like who cares if i'm well, terrible now i'm i'm the oldest pga champion like i'm good well wasn't that though he's trying to like you know, join the Saudi tour and doing all this stuff and bad mouth on the PGA. And like, I don't know. He just, I think he kind of showed why so many people dislike Phil over the last, the last year, but it's just been crazy. It'd be nice to have him out there, but man, it's, it's hard to not have him. It's hard to not hard have to not him have out the... there, especially, Plus... you know, cause part of it's coming, not necessarily just, I mean, yes, Phil Mickelson necessarily did some wrong things, and not to get too political here, but, you know, I just, we get too big into this. Some guy says something and screws up and we just want to get rid of them and pretend like they don't exist anymore or whatever, cancel culture, whatever you want to call it. 
But, you know, I mean, it's just it, – it, it sucks. He should be it's, out there. The guy's got to done too have, much, and he is a nice, amazing yeah. guy, has been for a career. I thought, you know, my mom – our mom, sorry, always used to say she hated Phil Mickelson back in the days because he just looked like a brat. Like, I don't know if either of you guys remember that, but back in the early 2000s, late 90s, mom used to say that. But if you knew – if you know, the guy is one of the nicest guys on the tour, has been for decades – you know, raised amazing amount of money and something happens and yeah, he was wrong, but why do we have to, you know, completely cancel him? And that's kind of frustrating for me, but it is what it is. It's just sad. You do have the reigning PGA champ and then he's just not even there. Like it's, it's not fun to see. Yeah. Well, we're still going to have some good golf. We have a lot of really good players out there this weekend. I thought it was really cool. They're going to pair Tiger up with Rory McIlroy and with Jordan Spieth. That's going to be fun to watch on, on Thursday to get that out there. So it'll be fun. Get some good players out there and see what happens. So we're going to start with our, with our draft again. Ben, you had the first pick last time. So we're going to rotate it. I'm going to take the first pick. Then Riley's got oh, no, second. No, no. We're ben going based on who pick. won. Timeout. Right? We're based on I get to go last because why? Because I won the Masters tournament. Let's not try to play this. Oh, well, we're just doing it because uh, you got first last. Time. Don't give me that garbage because I'm <laughs> the right. best. All right. And you got last, so you get to go first. That's how that works. That's that's the that's Don't, the try, rules. To, don't try to play let's, it off. Let's go for it. I it when I set this up, it was because you were first, I was second, Riley was third. And so like I was just shifting everybody up one, and then Riley's going to get it the next time. But sure, no. yeah, we can go, we can go with that. Let's go. All right. Because you'll be first again next time. So <laughs> all right. First pick. Scotty Scheffler. And Are you sure you don't want Xander sure, not, Yeah, I was going to say, you don't want Xander? <laughs> oh, you're going to mute your mic now. All right. <laughs> go ahead, Riley. All right. My first pick, I'm going to go with I'm, – I'm wavering between a couple. I'm going to go with John Rahm. He's still just right up there. The dude still plays amazing golf. All right. I'm going to go – this guy is, is looking to become the sixth PGA player ever to complete the career grand slam and the third youngest. I think it's finally his time. He's been playing hot. I'm going to go with some Jordan Spieth action. Give me that career grand slam and get that PGA championship under his belt finally. All right. You took my other longhorn. Dang you. All right. Well, and I knew that All that right. was going to come. So there's still Snakey. one out there. Yeah, go, ahead and, go, ahead and get, go ahead and get that Johnny Vegas because you know Johnny yeah. Vegas has a great time. Good chance. <laughs> Pull him up. He's a longhorn. Come on. All right. Snaking. You got another one. All right. My next pick. Uh, nobody picked him last time we did for the masters. He didn't, he played. Okay. I, I'm going to go ahead and take me some, give me some cam Smith. He's exciting <sighs> and he's going to do some good things. I think, I think this is his week. He's kind of been playing well, you know, I mean, he can putt. The guy is a putter, you know, strokes gained on the field. I mean, the guy can putt. And yeah, you know, it's going to be a blustery, windy thing going on in Oklahoma this weekend, but uh, that, you know, putting is going to come down to some major help. So give me some Cam Smith. I, I Riley, can't I think he's going straight troll picks. Just he's trying just, to take our picks. With That's it. Yeah. Because you know how mad I was at myself for not picking Cam Smith last time. All right. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go out and he's, this guy's also playing good ball. And if he does something like he did last time, even if it's, and you mentioned win golf and this guy should be good. It's got to be Royal Mac Roy McIlroy, like throw him out there. He's still playing good golf. 
Unless hopefully he plays every day like he's totally out of contention. So then he just runs with it. Yeah. So just for the fun of it, too, I'll take Xander Shoffley. Let's just let's go. Oh, let's, I was going to take Xander. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that one. Um, he actually got back. a dub a couple weeks ago. Like he I mean, did. Yeah. He's yeah. Playing playing okay. Well. Dude can play golf. Yeah. Going back around. I'm also. I just, I just love watching him play. So, you know, I'm going to take, um, oh gosh, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. This happens to me every time. Uh, you already took the one guy you say. You when love you watching names. him play though. <laughs> I'm glad you love watching him play so much. Oh, uh, what's his name? Big guy. Um, Bryson? Guy. Oh, oh, Tony no. Finau? Uh, Tony Finau? Finau. Finau. Wow. Oh, no, I had a blank all of a sudden. Tony Finau. Finau is fun to watch. His little half swing that goes seven miles. It's crazy. Yeah, that guy's so strong. Like, he's like... Yeah. He's also, bam. like, 15 feet tall. So, yeah. you know, it's That's... fun to watch him play. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to go and throw out... I got to go with JT still. Like, the dude can still play golf. He's going to be in the conversation. He's good. He's Don't a major choker. Okay. I'm going to go with a guy that doesn't choke in the majors. Now, funny story. He did lock his keys in his car today, um, but we're going to go ahead. And, but he does win majors. I hate you. you. Know, he's still young, but I'm going to go with some Brooks Kepka. I hate you. Uh. <laughs> Dang it. I had to go with it. He's going to be there. He's got it. I mean, uh, and then my last pick, and this is pure because I'm going to go ahead and take some Boise state action. This guy was one of my, my best friend, Cody Taylor. This guy played golf with him when he was in junior high together. They were buddies in high school. Uh, Troy Merritt plays at Boise State. Little known, nobody pretty much. He's been on the tour for, for years, since 2008. He's got one win under his belt. But all I need is some high finish from Troy. Make the cut, get you into the top 20. That'll get me some some points, and, I'll, and we'll take home this trophy again. Yeah, yeah good luck with that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to – I'm wavering between a couple of guys here, but I think I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go with DJ. Um, still, guy that's got experience that knows how to play great golf. He's going to get the job done. And he's, I just need guys, like Ben said, I just need all my guys to make the cut, and I think I'm taking it. So, This is some good picks. I'm going to finish off here. Really good player. I think we sometimes forget about him. Colin Morikawa. I think... We just, got we just left Tiger on the table. He's just sitting there. Just Tiger being out there playing is awesome, but I have no expectation of him competing, though. Like, it's just. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. Yeah. All right. So to sum it up, I've got Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley covering all bases there. <laughs> Tony Finau. Just in case. Just be careful. Yeah. Riley's taking. John Rahm and Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson. And then Ben's going with his troll picks of Jordan Spieth and Cam Smith. And then Brooks Kepka and Tony Merritt. Well, Troy. Troy. Troy, Troy Merritt. Merritt. Tony. Troy. Troy. I'm sorry, Troy. Sorry, Troy. Tony, Troy. It's another, the Broncos. Another one of our eight subscribers just got mad. Yes. Yes. Sorry, guys. We'll get it right. We'll get it. We'll do better next time. So. <laughs> all right well thanks everybody for listening 
Um, oh, just one more thing to close out. I should have said this earlier. Did you guys see Albert Pujols pitching? In yeah, the Cardinals game on Sunday. That was amazing. Yeah, he, he's probably Hall of Fame closer. He was throwing a hot day, fifty-eight know? miles an hour. It was intense. Bringing it. Bringing I don't know. It. I'm just, I'm just worried though, because like when he gets to the hall and they look at his resume and he has a thirty-six ERA. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just wonder how much the voters are going to hold that, that against him. I don't think that that stat's going to show up. I don't think that they're going to worry about that. Let's leave it out. Yeah. Modern. they might but you know we're too busy we got to focus on the you know the uh what do you call it the, the, the better stats like ops and wins above replacement and all oh. these other, other Home runs we don't we don't worry about eras well, who cares well well i did see this though that there are two players that have hit over 600 home runs and pitched an inning in major leagues it's uh albert pujols and babe ruth so you know <laughs> impressive company there for for sir albert you know like only him and Babe Ruth have done that. So I think Babe Ruth was slightly a better pitcher, though. Yeah, Babe uh, Ruth had Babe Ruth had a career like two point three ERA. I'm just saying, like no one else has hit over six hundred home runs and and pitched besides Babe Ruth and Albert Pujols. So yeah, fun facts. Trivia. One righty, one lefty. Got it. We got all the bases We're, covered. We got it. Yeah, yeah, good to go. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks hey, for little watching housekeeping. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, download, subscribe, hit the like button. Also, check out YouTube, subscribe, like, and hit the little bell, which gives you notifications so you see when our videos get posted and we post new videos to YouTube. Yeah, you That's know my you daughter, want us bugging My daughter had to tell up. me about the bell thing. I didn't you've know. Got it, like, you've got to click hey, that you gotta little hit bell. The bell. Get the, the bell. notifications, man. That's why I have daughters, so they can help us with this stuff. That's Yes. Yeah. Good things, good things they're there to help us figure all this out. Yeah. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you all. We'll catch you all next week. We out. <laughs>